Hello, welcome to the news on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra. This bulletin is also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumase. Affiliates across the country and around the world at myjoyonline.com. Coming up, thousands of residents in Ahanta West Municipality cut off as the only bridge linking them to neighboring communities collapses. I had a complaint from my community that a pregnancy woman, and because of the situation of the bridge, um, the problem was so huge that she nearly died. It's been two months since the collapse, but no intervention. Also coming up, business of water suppliers in rural areas on the verge of collapse and are demanding the payment of 14.8 million Ghana city areas for free delivery of water during COVID-19. And when we get the water free, we have to go in for loans to fix all these things. As a majority of us can't make ends meet, so we are pleading with the government to pay the rest for us to, to relieve us of the problems that we are encountering at our places. Also in the news this afternoon, Deputy Finance Minister John Kuma justifies decision of Ghana's central bank to finance government's budget deficit, arguing the move is based on precedence. This is not a new thing. And it's not only subject to Ghana. Almost all central banks and other banks, commercial banks around the world, suffer impairment of their losses one way or the other. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for joining us. Also later in the bulletin as the second clinic of the Ecobank Joint News Habitat Fair draws to a close today at the West Hills Mall. What should patrons look forward to? Please, I'm urging all of you, after church, kindly pass through the West Hills Mall, where we have some free security solutions too, for all of you. First, though, for the past two months, residents of Princess Town in the Hunter West municipality have been cut off from other parts of the municipality as their main bridge linking to the main Agona in Quanta Elubo Road and the district's capital has collapsed. Despite their pleas, there has been no government intervention to rectify the issue. My colleague Samuel Kujabriz has visited the site and comes through with this report. The impact of the collapsed bridge on the community has been immense. Farmers are seen struggling to transport their produce. Traders traveling to the capital, Agunankwanta, also face significant challenges, having to carry their wares across the damaged bridge before continuing their journey. Auntie Isi is frustrated at government's seeming neglect. When it's time for voting, it will bring them cutlasses to vote for them. See how we are all carrying our loads on our heads. It's been some days since this bridge collapsed. A community leader at Abasi, one of the affected communities, says they almost lost a pregnant woman as a result of the situation. I had a complaint from my community that a pregnancy woman was about and because of the situation of the bridge, um, the problem was so huge that she nearly died. The chief of Tumentu, an affected community, Nana Ezia Ntua III, is angry at the unresponsiveness of government to this urgent matter. Sometimes we compare with Western countries because there, there would have been rapid response. We have the K3 point forest reserve here, the only forest reserve in West Africa that projects into the sea. And this place is also a biozone. So why have we been neglected? That was Samuel Kujubri's report. Now, the Association of Small Town Water Systems has asked the government to settle outstanding areas owed members after providing water services for nearly a year. They obliged President Kufado's directive 
to provide free water under the COVID-19 relief packages, but the water providers in rural communities say they have only received 10 million out of the 24.8 million cities due them. The group was contracted by the Ministry of Water and Sanitation through the Community Water and Sanitation Agency. Anna Ejemenubeche, a board chairman for Japeko Water Systems in the Bono region and executive member of the association, has been leading the charge in demanding the payment of IRS. We were supposed to submit data, data of the free water supply. We did that. After a year and a half, we were given parts. Last year, early last year, we were given, we were left with 24.8 million Ghana cities. We've been paid 10 million. We are left with 14.8 million Ghana cities. We are pleading with the government to pay us because majority of our systems have been closed down because they've lost some of their pumps. We pay electricity. Electricity is not prepaid, it's postpaid. They have to pay our staff. And when we get the water free, we have to go in for loans to fix all these things. As a majority of us can make ends meet. And when you close down, I think we need the consequences, but water is life. So we are pleading with the government to pay the rest for us to, to relieve us of the problem that we are encountering at our places. It's throughout the country. It's more than 800. Because apart from the small town water association people, we have individuals who have dug boreholes and they were selling it. They are also part of it. As far as I know, all the data has been turned to Ministry of Finance and been forwarded to Control Accountant General. So now we are pleading with the minister to make sure that Control Accountant General pays us. You had Nana Ejemi Nubecho, who is board chairman for Japekum Water Systems in the Bono region and executive uh, member of the Association of Small Water at Small Town Water Systems. Now, to other news, Deputy Finance Minister John Kuma says the decision of Ghana's central bank to finance government's budget deficit is based on precedence as he debunks the assertion of wrongdoing. The minority in parliament, together with some experts after the media budget review, questioned the independence of the Bank of Ghana over the decision to finance government deficit. Dr. Theophilus Ichampong is an economist and political risk analyst. So if you look at the number, 55 billion was the financing um, from domestic sources. And Bank of Ghana pushes or pumps in 53 billion as part of this here, right? So if you work the number, that's over 90% of that, or as a proportion of your total financing, 85%. So 85 CDs of every 100 CDs that came in to finance the deficit in 2022 came largely from the central bank because Ghana was locked out of the capital markets. There were the issues even with the domestic market and all of that. But it goes to the point that Honorable Adongo and others have all argued out, right? That there is an overdominance of the fiscal side of things that in a way even pushes or uh, you know compromises in my view the independence of the central bank you had uh, Dr. Theophilus Echampong, who is an economist and political risk analyst, but justifying the action, the Deputy Finance Minister John Kuma said the suggestion of wrongdoing cannot hold as the latest move by the Bank of Ghana is based on precedence. And so this is a question of accounting, okay? And how, what has been the precedence? How has uh, commercial losses of banks been treated in the past? This is not a new thing. And it's not only subject to Ghana. Almost all central banks and other banks, commercial banks around the world, 
suffer impairment of their losses one way or the other. And this is in respect of the domestic debt exchange that took place in Ghana. And how is the accounting procedure done? Is it required for the Bank of Ghana to go to Parliament for an accounting procedure in writing up a debt or a loss on their balance sheet? This is subject to precedence. So let us not change the nature of the, of the problem and bring, set our own questions and say, bring it under PFM to say you have to go to Parliament. If we have to go to Parliament, there are several other laws that allow the finance minister to go to Parliament to even seek to remedy financial transactions. So let us be very careful how we jump to conclusions to say that somebody didn't do the right thing. That was Deputy Finance Minister John Kuma. You're listening to the news on Joy 99.7 FM. The ongoing second clinic of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair has entered its final day today at the West Hills Mall as exhibitors pledge delectable discounts to patrons. Here's Carlos Caloni. So Ghana's housing deficit is pegged at some 1.8 million units, which translates into about 6 million people out of the estimated 33 million Ghanaians who are in dire need of housing. Now, to help bridge that gap, Joy News has actually partnered with Ecobank and a host of other organizations in the housing sector to actually bring potential homeowners and real estate companies together. We are waiting that we are waiting for more people to come around, and we are. As we are ending everything, we pray that you come around, come and join us for more things. So we had a lot of people walking in, talking to us. So we've provided them some consultation, and most of them have decided on the security solution that they would need. So I'm urging all of you, after church, kindly pass through the West Hills Mall. Come and talk to us. We have CCTV, access control, electronic security systems, and all for each and every household. So please come to where we have some free security solutions too for all of you. So please, after church, we'll be here waiting for you. All right, so those are the views from some exhibitors here. And indeed, I must say that they have been so exciting. Uh, we've seen a number of people, patrons coming through, uh, some uh, to make purchases, some to make inquiries. Now reporting from the West Hills Mall here are the Joy FM Ecobank Habitat Fair. My name is Carlos Caloni for Joy News. And be sure to make your way to the West Hills Mall here in Accra for the final day of the second clinic of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair, where there are amazing uh, discounts on offer on everything housing. Before we go, Niger's military junta has just hours to restore ousted President Mohamed Bazoum to power or face a possibility of military action from the regional bloc ECOWAS. Last Sunday, West African leaders gave the coup leaders a week to comply with its demands or it would, quote, take all measures, which may include the use of force. But in Niger's uh, neighbor, Nigeria, where the bulk of the troops are likely to come from, voices against the involvement of the military are growing louder. The two countries also have close ethnic and historical ties. That's the news here on Joy 99.7 FM. More news on our website, myjoyonline.com. Thanks for listening. My name is Daryl Kwao.